Lead Time is a podcast of the Unite Leadership Collective, hosted by Tim Allman and Jack Kalliberg. Lead Time taps into biblical wisdom for practical solutions to today's burning issues. Each podcast confronts real-time struggles facing the local church in a post-Christian culture. Step into the action with the ULC at uniteleadership.org. This is Lead Time. Happy day. Welcome to Lead Time. Uh, Tim Allman here with Jack Kalberg. Hey, hey. And we're talking about the gift which is from God that is dopamine. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter. Uh, it carries signals one nerve cell to another. It's gasoline for your motivation, your drive, anticipation, all of your desires. We are desiring mm-hmm. Things and and dopamine is a gift from God. Uh, talk about dopamine in your life experience, even in your family. There, Jack. <clears throat> yeah, so um, I'll share a little bit about my son. Um, so uh, not alone in this, but I've I've got a son who was diagnosed with ADHD, and um, in his particular case, we decided it would be best to take the the medications that would help him out with that and really went through a process of learning, like, what the heck is this? What's causing that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, really um, ADHD is best understood as kind of a similar thing where, hey, some people need glasses because their eyes, you know, are don't quite focus right. So in the same way, the ADHD meds can do for the prefrontal cortex, what glasses does for your eyes, restores it to a baseline level of function. And in a particular case there, you know, I'm drinking my, uh, my red eye coffee here because uh, I've been a coffee addict ever since I joined the army. Um, and one of the things that coffee does is it's metabolized in the body. And in that process of metabolizing, it creates dopamine in the brain. And that's kind of one of the reasons why people who drink it, they kind of feel a boost of energy and focus. ADHD meds do exactly the same thing, but they instead of, you know, the half hour that a coffee lasts, it, it'll last eight hours, depending on how it's formulated. So that dopamine goes into the prefrontal cortex and it restores for the person who's dealing with ADHD, the uh, uh, baseline level of what they call executive focus. So rather than kind of being at the whim of every single thing that distracts you, now you're in control and you've got executive focus in the brain. So it's interesting how brain chemistry can affect Mm. the way that we think. So this is a very interesting Mm. topic, Tim, a dope topic. (laughs) It is a dope topic, though, for real. Um, So, yeah, not just caffeine and and coffee, because there are the scientific fan. Mm -hmm. And and we're listening and we're speaking to a lot of of listeners right now who love coffee. And I'm I'm fine with a little bit of coffee. I throw some MTC oil in there, too. Uh, it gives me a little bit of a, an elongated boost of energy, mm-hmm. a dopamine hit um, with uh, putting in MTC oil. And I actually have the powder kind that I stir every single morning. Uh, I'm, <laughs> As you know, I'm yeah. kind of ridiculous with my routines yeah. in the morning. And there are two other things that I kind of personally practice every single day that help with an elongated dopamine. And this is scientifically backed. So uh, resistance workout, resistance mm-hmm. routines. So using weights, body weight, exercise, getting a sweat on every single day, that does help increase dopamine over a long period of time. Um, and I kind of feel because of my my green zone, Jack, now is elongated. And if you've never heard us talk about green, yellow, red, mm-hmm. so when are you able to do your best work? For me, highest after I work your highest productivity, highest amount of focus, executive focus, like you were talking about, 
Um, and for me, that's about a four hour period between about eight and noon. Yep. And uh, another another practice of mine is intermittent fasting. And so mm-hmm. I only eat between noon and around 6, 630. Uh, so I've got about an 18. I'm going on 16 hours right now since I put any food in my body uh, outside of that MTC coffee. And that yeah. also is another another kind of best practice to increase <clears throat> increase dopamine. You know, I, I'm, uh, so, I'm kind of curious if you've looked into this, Tim, because I've been doing this keto diet for a while now. And if you're mm-hmm. familiar with like how keto diet, uh, mm-hmm. like carbohydrate Ketones, intake, how that affects right. ke- uh, dopamine as well. Because I've noticed that like my energy levels, you know, there'd be more of a spike. And now it's kind of more of a little bit more flat and even as I've done keto. Have you heard anything about yeah. that? Yeah, keto and um, I'm a fan of of keto and because you do a lot of what protein, right? Yeah, protein and fat, protein and healthy and fats. Fat. Yeah, I think any fiber, kind of diet, but that, trying to keep off of any carbs. Yeah, in, in my try- diet, I'm trying to stay under 25 carbs a day, and that's been helpful for me to lose yeah. weight. Yeah, and the more we can listen to our bodies and say, wow, I ate this and uh, I got a short-term high, but the long-term high. So anything that's heavy, heavy sugar, <clears throat> anything that's a heavy, heavy carb, which really at the end of the day gets turned into sugar in the body, uh, more protein, more more healthy fats. I went through a metabolic reset about, uh, gosh, four years ago now. I had a coach. We talk about coaching a lot. Her name is uh, Kara Sorensen. And if anybody mm-hmm. wants to reach out to me at tallman at cglchurch.org, I'd certainly give you Kara's contact. Um, but yeah, she I ran through a whole blood work analysis and determined what are the right foods for, for me. And uh, I am about an 80-20 guy now, Jack. I, I'm not like I, I think our perspective toward what we eat mm-hmm. is just as important as what we eat because the shame of, oh my gosh, I'm never, but I really need this. And kind of the internal, the turmoil that we put ourselves through. If you have the, you know, the sweet treat now and again, mm-hmm. that in our bodies actually is very, very damaging, the, yeah. the shame. So 20% of the time, I may, you know, you have a beer or whatever, that's not healthy for you. So just how I think about it, I'm, I'm like, no, I'm a healthy a healthy person. Habit changes, that we've talked about this before, habit changes come out of identity statements. Yeah, I am healthy. I am going to live long. I'm not going to live forever. These are some of the things yeah. I say. I'm going to live long and I'm going to have more life in my years, not just years in my life. And therefore, I got to take care of the temple of the Holy Spirit every every single day. And I want that dopamine hit. It is it is intoxicating. It's actually mm-hmm. it's more intoxicating than alcohol or um, any kind of external drug. The hit our bodies are fearfully and wonderfully made. And uh, yeah. that neurological reward center in our brain, dopamine being one of the neurotransmitters, man, it is a. It's crazy. It's gasoline. It's a, it's a drive. It yeah. is. Anything else? So you, you talked about exercise too, the impact of exercise on dopamine. And I've experienced that. Um, I used to, uh, I, I don't do this anymore because my knees don't let me do it, but I used to be a runner. I'd run back in, this is like in my early army days, I'd run four miles every day. Like, so, you know, I'm hitting probably 16 to 20 miles a, a week. I can't do that anymore. My body just doesn't sustain it. But back when I could do it, boy, I felt amazing after those four miles, like just like this sense of invincibility and energy and just like completely awake and, and, uh, 
you know, talk a little bit about that. You said though strength training. W- w- talk about the two cardio strength training. So, What's yeah, that? aerobic, aerobic or anaerobic. Uh, yeah. Aerobic is the elongated. You know, it's the run. It's getting your heart rate at about a a one ten to probably one twenty uh, rate consistently as you're maybe jogging. And there's a lot of benefits to the walk, to the jog, doing mm-hmm. what is right right for you. Uh, the research is unanimous, though, in saying if you can only do one thing in a day, like a lot of people, I don't have time to work out or whatever. Nah, you can find 15 to 30 minutes every single day to move your body. And if you could do one thing, I would do body weight. So just mm-hmm. body weight squats, push-ups, planks, Anybody can get down into a plank and just hold themselves on their elbows Mm -hmm. to their toes. Just hold themselves in that position. The mental and long-ranging impact of the anaerobic is is greater than the aerobic. Ideally, you do them both. Um, I want my heart rate, though. I want my heart rate to have moments where it spikes and then it comes down. It spikes and it comes down. This is what we call that hit high intensity, right? High intensity interval training is is something I'm a huge fan of. And a lot of people, I think, are intimidated by the thought of hit. Ah, high intensity. Oh, that's just crazy. You got to just start where you're at. High intensity for you is for some folks who have not moved their body for some period of time. High intensity is is going to be let's do five push-ups and then hold a plank for uh, an extended period of time. Um, we, we follow a lady by the name of uh, Carolyn Gervin. Carolyn Gervin, uh, mm-hmm. you could look G-I-R-V-A-N. <clears throat> Carolyn has um, a little bit more intense workouts that you have to have kind of a, probably a higher baseline of physical fitness to do her her hit workouts. But you could uh, just YouTube, you know, hit for beginners. Mm-hmm. Uh, high intensity interval training for beginners. And you're going to find yeah. 10 to 20 minute workouts there that will increase dopamine uh, exceptionally. It's uh, yeah. As you see, I'm, I'm really, really passionate about this topic, Jack. I was with a, a number of pastors, and I think fat shaming, like that has no place in the church. Right. Every human being, whether you're in shape or out of shape, we've all got gifts and gaps, whatever. So that has no, no place within the church. I was with a group of pastors, though, recently, and you kind of look around it at the group, and it's kind of like, huh. <laughs> we could we could get better. We could yeah. be more. We could be, uh, yeah, not just physically fit, but but I really believe that some of our struggles uh, within the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod could be because not as many of our leaders are getting the elongated dopamine hit that comes from eating well and and moving our bodies. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts there? No, I, I was just kind of thinking as you were talking about like mind, body, spirit, holistic health, right? How does our spirit affect how we steward our bodies? (laughs) And I think sometimes, you know, and I don't want to get down to the road of fat shaming as well, because I've got extra pounds on me, but um, sometimes there's something mentally and spiritually that's going on that now we see the symptom of it in the body. And I think sometimes vice versa too, because of mistreatment of the body can kind of damage our, our, our mind and our spirit as well. So I think we have to think about stewarding ourselves, right? Stewardship of, of, of our health. Are we spending time in the word? Are we in healthy relationships with people? Are we stewarding our body properly? These are all sort of God-given responsibilities uh, that have been given to us. And 
you know, Luther, Luther said this, you know, why is it important to take care of yourself so you can take care of others, right? So if you care, and this is this is for the, the ministry leader, you've got a job to care for people, take care of yourself to care for other people, right? The healthier you are, the better your job you're going to do in your care of other people. Yeah, self-care is not selfish. Right. It's uh, It really, with the right heart, a heart of service and sacrifice and care for others. It's it's one of the most selfless things you can possibly do mm-hmm. because it's going to give you that intense focus. If you're struggling with listening to people deeply, mm-hmm. hearing their hearts and uh, mirroring back the law appropriately and then the gospel for, for folks, uh, moving our bodies and getting that elongated dopamine hit is very, very important for motivation. I've thought, you know, a lot of the data around <coughs> leaders looking to tap out becoming overwhelmed right now one of the reasons is a low dopamine because dopamine is connected with motivation yeah like if there's vision for your life if there's passion for the future if you can see a hope-filled future rather than a super dark future if you're living in that kind of dark and depressed state take on some of these simple habits and and give dopamine <laughs> a try because it triggers the release of other neurotransmitters uh, like adrenaline, serotonin, which is the happy chemical in our brains, and mm-hmm. then oxytocin, which is uh, the love molecule. We've talked about said yeah. We need to be more Hesed. connected. Yeah. said We connected <clears throat> to a deep community. Yeah. So we're talking about like all these things working together, your diet, your exercise, your healthy relationships with people, the condition of your spirit. And I want to kind of maybe give a mental tip as well. Uh, This is something I learned out of the uh, Army Resiliency Program is, as you said, you know, how, how are you, how are you talking to yourself, right? When you talk to yourself, are you kicking yourself in the butt all the time and just thinking about everything that's negative or are you realistically looking at what is both positive and negative in life? Are you intentionally being thankful for all the things that God has given you? Uh, in the mm-hmm. army, we called that hunt the good stuff. They said a really great practice for people is to think about three things every single day that you're thankful for, like really reflect on those things to know, to understand that there's uh, a lot of reasons to be optimistic about the situation that you're in, that it's not always just the trials that you're dealing with, right? And it gives you a much more balanced sort of mental picture of the world. And with that more balanced mental picture, now you're more equipped to think, first of all, it improves the dopamine function that we're talking about, but then it also equips you to think more proactively about how you're stewarding everything. Thoughts on that, Tim? Yeah, gratitude increases dopamine. Yeah. My my daily affirmations. This is not like a soft skill or like, ah, you know, that's for kind of people that are kind of more, you know, relationally, blah, blah, blah. Like leader, you need to start your day out by the power of the spirit connected to all the beautiful things Jesus has put around you. And just affirm that God gave you a body. He gave you life right now. Mm-hmm. And I get to be alive in one of the wildest times in, in global history up to this moment. Mm-hmm. This isn't a woe is me. This is a let's go me and us. Like uh, I need to show up so that Jesus can show off every single day. I think Amen. Christian leaders, Jack, should be the most dopamine filled humans on the planet. 
we're connected to the greatest story of all time. We have yeah. the Holy Spirit living inside of us, and, and we know the end of the story. We, we know the one who began and will bring, again, Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, uh, to make everything that's wrong Great. right again. Like, this is this is our time, leader, to take the simple steps to become more heart, body, mind, spirit, well, mm-hmm. healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. We should be known, and we were known, actually, as pastors and church leaders, Jack, this is a couple generations ago, for being some of the healthiest people in society. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we cared for ourselves and we cared for one another. Unfortunately, that trend, for a variety of reasons, has has shifted. Um, and and let's let's return to those those days uh, where yeah. church leaders were were the healthiest. And and heart, body, mind, spirit could then just invite others to do the same. There is for a leader a, a modeling aspect. They mm-hmm. uh, the faith in many respects is more <coughs> caught than taught. We care about teaching, but if teaching is not backed up by action. You know, it, it may not it may not stick. Any thoughts about kind of I'm leaning into the theology of faith coupled with works then right now? Any any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, through faith, we get to start to we get to think of ourselves as eternal beings. Right. And so this life, you know, as 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 real as it is, it is not the end of our story. So. I guess one person might fatalistically say, okay, well, if that's the case, I can do whatever I want, but that's not really the case. Really what it is, it's it's about liberating you from any of the mistakes that you've made. If you've overeaten, like I have and gained weight, it's not about shame. Christ has liberated you. Every single day is a new day and you'll have eternity in the future. So what are you going to do with this opportunity that's been given to you right now? It's 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 a freeing spirit, and so you've been freed now. You you're not you've not been you know exempt from good works. You've been your orientation towards good works for yourself, so that you can benefit others, has been reframed in this eternal mindset that you've been given. And that's what what I encourage people to think about. But that should you know help you think in terms of how you're stewarding in a very healthy way. I have everything in Christ. Because I have everything in Christ, what am I going to do? What am I going to do for my neighbor? What am I going to do for myself so that I can be more for my neighbor, right? These are very healthy things rooted in our faith. Not, mm. that, it's a, not that it's a rock that's crushing us, but that we've been freed to do this. Yeah. The perfect yeah. love of God casts out fear. Yeah. And uh, Practically, though, I'll tell you this, Christian Tim. Freedom. This has been the, the blessing of the keto diet is— People constantly bring snacks to our office, <laughs> brownies, donuts, uh, chips, whatever. It's Why always in our that? workroom. And now because I'm on the keto diet, I can't eat any of that stuff. Where before I was like, yeah, I'm all in. Uh, so that's what been one <laughs> of the beauties. You have to find something that works for you, right? So um, yeah, there, there's a lot of solutions out there. This, this keto diet has been amazing for me. I recommend it for people that might have the same type of struggles that I might have with diet. It, it's, um, you know, sometimes you have to figure out what is the right box to put yourself in that's going to get the get the right results for people. So, yeah, some yeah. sort of a structure. Yeah. Some sort of a plan. Discipline then around that plan and accountability around that plan. Is Marta your wife? Is she kind of your accountability partner oh, with this? Oh, you better believe it. 
<laughs> you better believe it. Yeah. Uh, that, no, actually, that's that's been amazing for her is. Um, well, let's put it this way. She's not keto. My son is definitely not keto. I am. But she's been very um, supportive in, of that. The benefit for her now is like if she wants to snack on something, she doesn't have to worry about me going and eating it. <laughs> so, so she's like, okay, great. I can I can buy the snacks that I want and I don't have to worry about Jack eating them all, you know, over the weekend. So I don't even get to taste them, right? But again, it's like, and you have this incredible um, routine that you've built for yourself. And I like to call it, this is the box. This is a self-disciplined box that you've put yourself in and it works. It gives you the kind of results that you need. And so I think people, they need to go on this journey for self-care and figure out what is the what is the box that's actually going to work because the best diet is the one that you're going to stick to, right? Um, right? You know, so for me, that's been the blessing is that I've been able to stick to it over the long haul. I can stick to it while I'm sick right now, you know, kind of recovering from a cold. I can stick to it during times of high stress, you know, so if, if you're just going to, you know, do something that you'll never have the, the willpower to do, you know, kind of reframe that and actually think, what can you do? What kind of habits can you stack on and actually kind of build on that success and uh, Mm. create that structure for you? And again, not because this is a law, but you've been given this blessed opportunity to steward what God has given you. You had me at habit stack. (laughs) I love habit stacking. (laughs) And every person needs to go on a journey in various seasons to layer healthy habit on healthy habit on healthy habit. There's going to be unhealthy habits, external things that come in. You know, we're all works in progress. That's why Jesus came. Um, but to have this, and I don't I don't mind the image of, of a box. This is, and I would say just the box is all of me, how God has mm-hmm. kind of made me, hardwired me. Even the mystery of my own metabolism. Yeah. And how dopamine gets released based right. on my very unique metabolism. And this is what a lot of uh, neuroscience and as well as uh, those who are in physical fitness industry are realizing, uh, those who are in nutrition are, are realizing, is every person is fearfully and wonderfully uniquely mm-hmm. made. And so there's no one way. This is where freedom comes in. Like it's keto for you. I did this metabolic blood work thing for me. I had coaching for a while. I think there are some base <clears throat> principles, you know, that that we need to have a heart of humility that asks for help. We need to be curious. Um, and then we need to try a number of things. It was almost like the build, measure, learn type of uh, personal mm-hmm. approach to to wellness. Isn't that right, Jack? I don't know that I've it, ever said it that. Is. We talk build, measure, no, no, learn. Yeah. That, that's that's actually excellent. The build, measure, learn mindset is perfect because here, here's the thing. It, here's, here's where the sabotage comes in. I tried to diet and didn't work, so I'm not going to diet, right? Um, so, Rather say, rather saying, okay, I tried to diet. This particular way of it was not the right way, but there's still hundreds of experiments that I get to run to figure out the thing, the box, the structure, the system that's going to work for me that works for my particular psychology and my metabolism and all, all of those kinds of things. Uh, and I think that's that's the beauty of it is that there's so many, so many opportunities to explore there. Um you know, and even the system that you've gone on with the blood work kind of implies, well, what is good for you is not necessarily what would be good for me if I had that same right. blood work done, right? Exactly. 
Yeah. So uh, diet even has a, a bad connotation. I think a lot of people have heard the word diet and diet equals failure. Yeah. And so maybe maybe a new way to, to shift it, you could get diet out of your vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Uh, just say, I am worthy of putting the best food possible that God created in my body. Nutrition. And whatever, whatever the nutritional yeah. system is that you need to implement to help you do that, then then that's it. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe for some folks who have failed, you feel like a failure. And so anytime you hear diet, there's this voice in the back of your head that says, yeah, you, yeah man, how long is this going to last? Last time it lasted yeah. two weeks. The other time it lasted two months. But <clears throat> so I, it's it can't last two right? years. Yeah. Crazy judgment, self-judgment. Mm-hmm. So anyway, go on this journey of, of self-care and um, to increase the motivation, the drive that comes through elongated, and this is way more than just the caffeine, elongated uh, dopamine hit throughout the day. Understand when you're at your best and then lead from that point of your green zone uh, to do really, really focused, intentional work that only you, leader, can do. I think dopamine over a long period of time, it helps us say no to good so we can say yes to great, Jack, right? The Mm -hmm. good things, the great things that God has put before us. And here's my one kind of closing question Given you, you, if you're listening to us at all, you know that we care about the future of leadership development within the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. And uh, so takeaway, could some of the LCMS struggles in generating creative solutions for our church worker shortage be due to some leaders having a dopamine deficiency? Wow. I say maybe. Maybe. Maybe we need a <laughs> dopamine boost. Yeah. <laughs> For creative solutions yeah, to maybe, some of maybe our struggles, we do. Jack. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I guess you know. My encouragement is, um, you know, I, I think a healthy relationship with God, a healthy faith, mm. is something that should give us a dopamine boost and maybe help yeah. us be more courageous as we think about solving ministry problems and, you know, interacting and relating with people and thinking about the future. And so I guess for me is, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm looking through the lens of courage and how does dopamine affect courage? Um, and that's, that's, that's what I would look for. So I do think that there's a relationship, but I don't know if I could articulate that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll articulate it one step okay. further. Courage is very, very close, if not almost synonymous with creativity. Yeah. Yeah. To I pass agree. in and through. Being able to fear. think outside the box, right? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So thanks for joining us today. Our yep. short little conversation on dopamine. Move your body. Eat well. Experience the benefits of that neurotransmitter being released, which is called dopamine. Dopamine is your friend. How many times can we say dopamine in a podcast, Jack? This was a lot of fun. I've never said podcast. Like I said, this was a dope. (laughs) This was a dope podcast. Thanks for joining us today on lead time. We'll be back next week. Uh, Sharing is caring. Get the word out. Peace. The Lord go with you. You've been listening to lead time, a podcast of the Unite Leadership Collective. The ULC consults and brings together cohorts of congregations to build the culture, systems, and structures of intentional discipleship multiplication. To go deeper with us, create a free login on uniteleadership.org for access to exclusive materials and resources. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for next week's episode.